Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 15. Here's Pastor Ryan. And the promise that you will be blessed. The Lord is with you while you are with him, said this prophet Azariah, that the Holy Spirit came upon him, that led him out to that battlefield to tell them. It's like before you come home, take a look at this victory. Don't forget it. Have we forgotten the victories? We come into this place and it's a and it's a and it's a victory. We look at what he gave us. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. He gave us an amazing 1.6 acre church in the middle of COVID, 9,000 square feet buildings. He has blessed, he loves this church. We are the bride of Christ and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Oh, they've tried. They've tried. J. Vernon McGee said it long ago that he judges not a Christian by how many friends he has, but by how many enemies he has. Jesus said that a servant is not above his master. If they hated me, they will hate you. And they're only going to hate you if you tell them that there's only one way to heaven, and it's through Jesus. It's good that it's good that Esau received this prophet. It's good to have an open heart to those that God brings into your life that are filled with the Holy Spirit that can give you wisdom from heaven, that can give you the word of God. It's good to be open to them. So many people are closed to true pastors, true Christians filled with the Spirit who are not only living right before God, but also will give you godly counsel, even though it may offend you, even though it may upset you. That's what the world needs. Real Christians, real pastors, who aren't in it for nickels and noses. Nickels and noses? You guys know what, what I mean? Yeah, nickels and noses, it's all about money and numbers. Wow. We want real pastors that preach the truth. We want uh, real Christians that stand for the truth. But it's good to receive people like that in your life if you have them, which all of us have them. We really do if we walk with the Lord for some time. There's that pro- There's promises all over the Bible that God would bring people into your life that can give you good counsel, give you a good word, filled with the Spirit. In Jeremiah chapter 3, verse uh, 14 through 15, God says, Return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. I will take you, one from a city and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion. I like that, right? We, it's like we all come from different places, and, and, and he brings us to one church. 
And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. There's that very promise that when we come to God, he will give us shepherds, he will give us pastors, ministers to speak into our lives. And he did that for me right from the beginning of my walk. You know, when I met um, um, Pastor Jerry Brown, he's just, he's been my mentor ever ever since. Um, I basically started my walk with the Lord. And so I'm grateful to God for that. But that's what God does. He brings people to speak into your life. And I still have them today. I just mentioned Pastor Gerald and being able to have dinner with him that night uh, while the women were having their Christmas tea here. We just, I just poured out my heart to him and, and we just had a wonderful dinner. And, you know, I love having these, these pastors around me to speak into my life. Pastor Chris Fraley of Calvary Chapel, Ukaipa. Uh, Pastor Andre Bribiesco is my best friend who I speak to. Calvary Chapel, Arcadia. I speak to him every single day of my life. Clarissa teases me, my wife. She goes, oh, it's your girlfriend. <laughs> but I'm blessed to have these men in my life. It's accountability where we can say, am I thinking right or am I, is it just me? Wives are good for that as well. They're our helpmates, right? And how often does Clarissa just, you're losing it, dude. No, not at all. And other times she'll say, yeah, you know, yeah, I think that is right. That's good. But then when you have really good, solid people around you, it's, it's, it's the more the merrier. Wage war with wise counsel. And wise counsel, uh, not the friends that, oh, they're a good Christian. They don't go to church. They don't read their Bibles, but they tell you they're Christians and they pray very well. Go to one that's actually practicing what God says to do and is in obedience to his word. Those are the ones you want to listen to. Amen. Because I've you know, this, this Christian or this pastor, or this or are they walking with God? According to his word, then. Okay. Um. All right, we move on. Verse 3, for a long time, Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest, listen to that, and without law. But when in their trouble they turned to the Lord uh, God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. And in those times there was no peace to the one who went out, nor to the one who came in, but great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the lands. So nation was destroyed by nation and city uh, by city, for God troubled them with every adversity. But you be strong and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. And so he's basically, the prophet's telling them, reminding them, you know, really of, of Israel's past here and, and Israel's present uh, condition in the northern kingdom. In the northern kingdom, remember, they kicked out the priests. They kicked out uh, the, the Pharisees. And and uh, they set up all of these f- fake priests and fake uh, prophets. And, and uh, they were worshiping pagan gods. And so he's, he's declaring to them, you know, that God is with you as long as you're with him. Seek him. 
And then he goes into telling them what's going on. For a long time, Israel has been without the true God. And that's a sad statement for any country and any people that they've been without the true God for a long time. And that's why you're here. That's why I'm here to preach, to tell people about the true God. What is, what is God's plan for man? Who is God? And so we share with people about Jesus, about salvation, about judgment to come, about heaven, about hell, about all the truths of our doctrine, of our faith. That's why we're here, to tell people about the true God, because Jesus is coming back to judge, and he's coming back soon. But before he judges this Christ-rejecting world, he's coming back for his church. He will not punish his bride. He will not punish his church along with the wicked. Just like Sodom and Gomorrah, he pulled out Lot and his family before destruction came. Just like Noah, him and the eight in the boat before destruction. Before destruction comes, and it's a coming, according to everybody's Bible, it's coming. And so he's going to get us out. So we got to be ready. The true God, tell them, knowing The terror of the Lord, Paul said, we persuade men, knowing the terror of the Lord. That's what we do. I think a true church and a true pastor will teach his people half the time and warn them the other half. Warn them. Jesus said to the Pharisees, hypocrites, you can tell the weather by looking at the sky, but you can't tell the signs of the times. We need to know what's going on. Jesus is coming. Amen? It says, For a long time Israel has been without the true God and without a teaching priest. Go figure. Without a teaching priest. What is the purpose of of a priest or a pastor or a minister in in God's church? What is their main job? It is to teach God's people the word, the commandments. That's That makes for a good church. That makes for the church of Philadelphia that's spoken about in Revelation 2, right? It's the church that, that upholds God's word. And God says to that church that I will save you from the, from the hour of trial that's going to come upon the whole world. And so that's what we want to be, a teaching church. That's what we should be judging, uh, not to condemn, but judging whether or not we want to encourage somebody to check out a church. We always say, go to a what? Bible teaching church. Because many churches teach from the Bible, but we want to send people to go to a church that teaches through the Bible. Not just from, but through. Not little pieces here, pieces there. Just through it. we got to learn the whole counsel of God. But we're living at a time that was just like a time there where there were no teaching priests. We were warned that that would be a, a sign of the time. Excuse me. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul would say in verse 2 through 5 to Timothy, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince. Rebuke, 
exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. That, that is prophecy. The time will come. God, pro- God prophesies to the church. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears. They will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Preach the word. Because the day is going to come when they're not going to want to hear God's truth. They're going to set up pastors that they like, that are very entertaining, charismatic, great preachers. But it's a lot of opinions, and it's a lot of ideas, but it's not going through the Bible. It's not doctrine. And so we have to be careful for that. The terms are out there, emergent churches, seeker-friendly churches, churches that, you know, don't... uh, uh, uphold God's word like they ought to, but rather their churches are more entertainment-based, trying to, they compromise to be relevant when we believe that the word of God is relevant in every generation. We just got to live it and pray it, and it's powerful. It's it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's what the world needs is the good old paths, the good old school word of God. It's just, we need to be those who live it. But again, there's so many churches set up just to fill churches and make money and, you know, be like entertainment uh, centers. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with entertainment, but um, I come to church to hear the word of God. I go to church to praise God. I go to church to learn of him and, and feel conviction and feel those moments that I don't like. Uh, get all upset and stuff with the with the sermon or a message because it's called conviction. The Holy Spirit is perhaps speaking to you or to me that we got to change some things. But if you just go to a church and all they do is preach, you know, sunshine and rainbows and butterflies and flowers and peachy peach, and they don't mention sin, they don't mention repentance, they don't re- mention the blood of Christ. It's just all. It's just like it's just like a business. It's like what is that? When you read your Bible, when we read the Gospels, Jesus, when he started to preach, he said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He said of John the Baptist, there's no other man born of woman that is greater than John the Baptist, right? Because he came in the, with the spirit of Elijah. He was preaching truth to everybody. And that's what God desires from all of us, that we preach his word, that we preach the truth, in these last days. And you know what happened to John, right? They cut his head off. They cut his head off. And so when you think of some of these churches and these, you know, some, I don't condemn. I'm just telling you what's out there. You know what's out there. Prosperity stuff. You know. All the guys we respect in the Bible, most of them got killed. Our Lord got killed. So, not that I expect all of us to get killed. Let's bum you out on a Wednesday night. 
what is the biblical truth of Christianity? Jesus said, woe to you when all men speak well of you. Woe to you when all men speak well of you. That's like, you can't get any anti-seeker friendly church than that. Well, wait, I, you know, I don't know. I want to go to a church where, where, where my, my life is just awesome all the time. It is because we've been saved. But to follow him, you know, we'll, we'll pick up and garner some enemies. Not that we're looking for it. It just happens naturally as we walk with them. And we are not afraid of the gospel, not ashamed of it. When you're amongst friends and co-workers and they ask you opinions on what you think on social issues as this crazy government just signed up uh, this you know, anti-marriage law that I'll talk about more on Sunday. You know, they're just slimy. It's just a slimy time that we're living in. You know, the truth shall set us free. And the truth is that God made a male and female from the beginning. Jesus surely, surely spoke on marriage when he said that, did he not? And there are those, oh, he doesn't talk about homosexuality. No, he does. By saying, in the beginning, God made them male and female. But some of our friends will stop inviting us to their tea parties and their potlucks and stuff. You know, it happens. We don't want it. We're not looking for trouble. It's just following the king could be dangerous. Right? It can be dangerous. But he's the power. Fear not him who can kill the body, he says. And then afterwards do nothing. He says, fear him who can take the body and the soul and cast it into hell. That's who you should fear. Don't fear man. Jesus said, what he says to you in the dark, speak of it in the light. What he says to you in the ear, speak about it on the rooftops. But we got to seek him to know what he's saying. And it's trippy when you read that and you've been standing in the dark looking at the stars and you read in your Bible what, you, what you've heard in the dark speak in the light. That's it's crazy. Then he, then he tops it off with a couple of shooting stars. I think, wow. I'm telling you, I was in Idaho where I thought this big vulture just jumped off the pine tree, remember? And it was a bald eagle. Those are just signs to me. You can say that's a coincidence. It's no coincidence. He sent that bald eagle to bless my life. <laughs> no, you don't think so? Yeah. I told them, up here in Idaho, I guess they're like pigeons for you. We just see bald eagles in books and stuff back in Cali. But anyways. It's time to go home, but let's see. Let's see what, what else is here. And... uh He says, but you, verse 7, be strong and do not let your hands be weak for your work shall be rewarded. Like, is that just an Old Testament thing where God can say to people in the Old Testament, be strong. So what do you mean me be strong? 
there's responsibility to you and to me to be strong. In the New Testament, Paul would say in Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You be strong. In Hebrews chapter 12, remember looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, right? Who endured the cross, right? And then it says in verse 12, Therefore strengthen the hands which hang, hang down, and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 13 says, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. Like a man, be strong, God says. Be strong. You can get a, you can get canceled for that verse, right? Today. Strong like a man. <laughs> Woo. Anyways. It's up to us to seek the Lord so that we're strong. It's up to us to make changes spiritually and physically to be strong. If you read the Proverbs, does it not talk about being diligent? Right? Does it not talk about the lazy man? Like, I went by the, the house of a lazy man and his vines were all overgrown and, you know, the fence was hanging down, you know, and I got understanding, a little slumber, a little sleepy, and, and so your poverty will come upon you like an armed man, kind of. I'm paraphrasing. Right? talks against laziness. It talks about being diligent, being a precious possession. So the Bible, it isn't just the spiritual effects, the physical. What is it about you that needs to be strengthened spiritually? What is it about you that needs to be strengthened physically? Now, I, I'm learning this. I'm 47 and I, you know, they used to say uh, calorie chapel making fun of Calvary Chapel pastors that were heavy. I go to a pastor's retreat one time, and Pastor Mike McIntosh goes, he looks at us and he goes, you know, you guys got to run a few miles. What? What? Really? That's That's from the Lord? Goes because what God is going to call what God has called you to do is going to take a lot of physical uh, strength. You think about Paul saying, you know, I, I discipline my body lest when I preach to others, I'm disqualified. You know what I mean? I, I, I put my body under subjection. So I'm trying to run. I'm trying to learn discipline at 47. And I have never run more in my life than I have the last month. I really, I've ran, I've been running. I went to El Salvador to visit uh, my wife's family, and I just was like running over there. And I never ran more than four miles. And I think I did a 10K, which is more than four miles. But I was in uphills. I, I'm not showing off. I'm just telling you, I have taken inventory. I cannot serve the Lord unless I work on my physical aspect as well. This is the temple of the Lord. And as the church grows, we're a lot more busier. I, I tell you, I'm a running. And they told me, you'd be a lot, you're going to get busier. My, my friends in the ministry, as the church grows, and they weren't lying. 
It's way more busier. It requires way more energy. And I hate to run, but I have to run. I'm looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. And, and you know what? If you can't run, maybe it's walking more and praying about diet. And I'm, 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 I'm not, there are no guilt trips here. No one's checking out anybody here. We're just, I'm just saying that it matters. Everyone talks about diet and I finally, and I talk about diets too. But how about I just do what I don't want to do, which is run. I've always lifted weights. Lifting weights is it's easy because you just stand there. But you, you Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.